So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Ducker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isamone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. He's going to make it here. All right, we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Today joining me as well as myself, a Johnson High School alum here in Rhode Island, former four-year catcher at Wheaton College as well, and now a member of the St. Louis Cardinals AAA roster, the Memphis Redbirds, Nick Raposo. Nick, thanks for taking the time to join me, man. Absolutely, Cam. Glad to be on. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, we'll get into, you know, where you're at now and all the ups and downs throughout your career. But as far as uh, the game of baseball, where is that passion spark from uh, for you from an early age? Yeah, I mean, I've always I always played baseball. Um, like I said, um, I've always enjoyed it. Um, it's just one of those things where I just always played. I know I just played so many games growing up and uh, I never thought like my career would be at the point where it's at right now. But um, I just always love baseball. I, honestly, the most the most I love the part of I love about it is the most is just being around teammates and meeting so many different people and having friends that I still talk to to this day. Like when I was, you know, 16 years old, it's just stuff like that. And kind of just, I've always played, I've always loved the game and I just always love getting better at it. And it's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. And being, you know, uh, playing, like you said, playing since at a young age, like how did you kind of gravitate towards becoming a catcher? Because obviously now that's the position you play in now. So how did you become, yeah. you know, how'd you gravitate towards that? Um, I don't really like, I just, I kind of got, I think I got stuck catching. And then I just, from there, I always caught, um, looking back, I would probably choose any other position, but, uh, no, I always, I always joke that, uh, if I didn't catch, I probably wouldn't be playing baseball, you know, as a catcher in every pitch and you're so involved with the game. And, um, I kind of got a short attention span sometimes. So it keeps me uh, locked in and, uh, I just always love catching. And like I said, if it wasn't, if I wasn't catching, I don't know if I'd still be playing baseball, honestly. (laughs) Did you play any other positions at all throughout your, like, you know, uh, young stages? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always caught them in high school. I played third base one year. I think it was my sophomore year. I played a little third base. And, uh, but that was really it. Other than that, I just caught kind of my whole career. Yeah. And attending but, uh, Johnson. Yeah. You said. No, it was cool. I just, like I said, catchings, you know, you're involved in every, everything. You always communicate with the pitcher, always talking. So I just, catching was always where I've kind of been at and where I'm still at today. Yeah, and attending Johnson High School, like myself, like I said, for, for you graduating in 2017, that's when I was a freshman, and then ultimately committing to uh, to Wheaton, um, yeah. you know, second team all division junior year, first team all division senior year. Like, what was the the hype around your name heading into the college scene, and like, what were the uh, schools like looking at you at that time? Yeah, I really didn't. T- to be quite honest, I really didn't have that many schools looking at me. Um, it was Wheaton, and then one other school, and uh, my two former teammates, Joe Bongiovanni and Ryan McKeon, they're from Johnson as well. They were at Wheaton. So um, I was new about Wheaton through them and um, the head coach reached out and it was just a good fit. You know, I was looking for a small school um, with good education and they had both. And I knew like the baseball program was really good from Ryan and Joe. Um, So it was cool to have like two former teammates in high school and then play with them for, you know, three years in college, I believe. Um, 
and I'm still friends with both of them now, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the path to, to get to Wheaton. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that career as well. But, you know, to see where you're at now, like I said, despite the amazing career you had at Wheaton, do you feel like you had something to prove in a sense and, like, you know, feel as though you were better than a Division three athlete? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't say, like, that was never, like, my motivation. But I would, like, I just took whatever opportunity I had and really just try to, like, work hard and, um, you know, play hard and just work at it. Um, I always loved just kind of getting better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, there was definitely points that we're in high school, like, you know, a couple of my buddies went D1. A lot of guys I played summer ball with were going D1. And it was kind of like um, – it was cool to see them do that. And um, I guess in the, in that moment, I was like, oh man, like maybe there was some points I was like, I wish I could have gone D1, this and that. But um, like looking back, I have no regrets at all. And uh, I'm so grateful for, you know, choosing to go to Wheaton and everything that's led up to it. So, um, but for sure, I, I'm, the whole D1 thing, a lot of my buddies did and some of my buddies are still successful and they're in pro baseball too. So it's just kind of cool to see the two paths kind of whether I went D3 and a couple of my buddies went D1, it kind of all works out on the same path. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and talk about motivation too. Like what's what's your why at the end of the day? What kind of motivated you throughout high school to kind of get to that next level? Yeah, I kind of – I mean, I feel like I've always played just like – I've played hard, I worked hard, and I've just seen like my family work so hard growing up. Like, you know, whether it's working jobs, working, waking up early, like making sacrifices for me. Um, I feel like that was always like my deep down motivations, you know, my grandparents, um, just trying to, you know, make everyone proud around me. And, uh, that's kind of still my motivation to this day is just trying to make everyone who supported me and, you know, pushed things out of their lives to, you know, make it happen for me just to kind of make them proud and just carry it on. Yeah. And after graduating and like you said, committing to Wheaton, what was your first year like there and adjusting to the system, adjusting to the pace of the game and what kind yeah. of differences did you see too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my first year at Wheaton, um, there was a senior catcher ahead of me, and I kind of knew I didn't, I wasn't going to catch too much. Um, I didn't even know if I was really going to play, so I just kind of, you know, learned the system, worked at it. Um, I ended up getting a couple of designated hitting uh, starts early in my career at Wheaton, and then I started catching like a couple times a week um, towards the later end of the year, which is kind of cool. And then um, one of my buddies, Trevor Marks, who's one of my best friends to this day, um, he was he's from Lincoln. And he, every time he pitched, I ended up catching. We were both freshmen at the time. So that was pretty uh, that was a pretty cool connection. So it was kind of – that's how I kind of got my start my freshman year playing, and uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like what was the success like for you guys as well? You know, being there for four years, just kind of like describe like outside yeah. of like personal accolades, like what those seasons were like. Yeah, absolutely. So my first year, we ended up going to the College World Series, which is really cool. And then um, the next three years were – well, I'm trying to think. The next two years were sort of tough. I think we ended up losing in the conference championship two years. And then my senior year, it was COVID. That was 2020. So I got cut short. And that was kind of disappointing because we just felt like we had a really good team my senior year and we were off to a good start. And, uh, but that, you know, got season got banged like everything else. Um, but yeah, that was like the, my fresh, my freshman year we went to the world series. That was a really cool experience. You know, that was, I didn't really know what to expect in the, it was just, it was fun. It was just kind of the thing I loved about college and Wheaton. It was just like all the guys just playing for each other, playing hard. And that was like, you know, that's looking back. That was kind of the, kind of the, the bread and butter of it all, just playing for each other and playing hard. It was fun. Yeah. And a lot of uh, reports that I've seen, like a lot of coaches talk about like your leadership. So kind of talk about uh, more so chemistry as well, because like you said, yeah. you were a freshman, you're playing under a senior, but again, like that freshman year was like one of your favorites because you guys made it so far. Right. So kind of just talk about yeah. that. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it was Wheaton's one of those places where the baseball chemistry is really good. Like I said, and you know, like the seniors, they took in they take in the freshmen like they're part of the team. You know, it's not not really divided, and that was really special to me. And uh, the senior catcher was always good to me. Um, he helped me out along the way. We always worked together, and uh, you know, I he was like I said, he was always really good to me, and along with the other seniors. Um, so the chemistry is always good, and it's just like it all starts with a head coach there, Eric Pabelski. He's you know he's been doing it a very long time. He started the program. Um, and he's just, he's the best in the business, to be honest. Um, the way he just holds the team accountable, you know, just the respect we have for each other and the program. And it's just like, that's where it all starts with him. And that's kind of where the seniors, you know, it's always the seniors who kind of run it. So just kind of pass it down to the next group. And it's just, it's been just an evolving door ever since. Yeah. Do you have any coaches like, uh, personally for you that have kind of followed you throughout this journey that have kind of, you know, uh, mentored you in a yeah. way too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he just also, he runs a program called LNM. I played with him throughout college, um, sorry, high school. Um, he's kind of played a big part of it. You know, he's always pushing for me. And then when I got to college, definitely Eric Podbelski, the head coach at Wheaton, man, he's one of my favorite people ever. And he's just like, when someone says like, he's a great, like someone says, Oh man, that guy's such a great guy. He's like the definition of a great guy. Just, you know, wants the best for you. We'll do anything in his power to help you. And it's not about him. It's about everyone around him and the baseball program there we in. And man, he's, uh, yeah, he's really made a really positive and impact on my life for sure. Yeah, definitely. And going back to, uh, like we said about like the success of your team more so now for you, you know, throughout the years, throughout your tenure at Wheaton, you know, two time Wheaton male athlete of the year winner and the ninth player in Wheaton history to sign an MLB contract. So, you know, for yourself, like, what does that mean? to you at the end of the day, looking back as you're at your college career as a whole? Yeah. I mean, looking back, I never like throughout college, I never thought that I would get to play professional baseball at any point really. Um, there was a little glimpse, like after my sophomore year of like, you know, everyone talks, but I didn't, you know, deep down was, it was a, definitely a long shot. Um, so um, yeah, a couple of good years at Wheaton and summer ball was kind of where I had a lot of fun too and grew a lot as a player. Um, that was two summers played on Montez Vineyard. Uh, so those are kind of like two, two years of, you know, growing and developing. And uh, yeah, so I guess, like I said, when I look back, I don't really, I didn't envision this happening really playing pro ball at all. Um, just kind of about getting better and just trying to get better for the team, you know, try to win as many games as possible. Yeah, you talked about like the summer ball seasons, like after like the regular seasons, things like that. What do you feel like kind of kickstarted your career and kind of helped you get the best, uh, I guess, exposure to like you know get yeah, on, yeah. This, on the roster you're right now? Yeah, um, yeah. So after my sophomore year, I ended up going to Martha's Vineyard, like I said, and played in for the Martha's Vineyard Sharks, which was at the time the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, and uh, it's like a lot of it's just a good league with a lot of good D1 players, D1 pitching a mix of D2 and D3 guys, but mostly D1. So um, that was my first summer ball experience there um, after a glimpse after my freshman year with the Newport Gulls, but mainly with the Martha's Vineyard Sharks for two summers, which is really awesome. Uh, like I said, it was just good competition day in and day out. Um, just trying to get better and, you know, try to like win a job there. You know, there's a lot, there was a couple other catchers and I was just trying to find way my way into the lineup and try to get in the lineup as much as I could just to, get reps for you know to get better for next year and uh made a lot of good friends along the way and that was kind of that was kind of the start of that which like I said a lot of D1 talent so there was always like more scouts around and stuff like that and then the next summer after my junior year the, um the Sharks went to a new league it was called the NECBL 
which is with the Newport Gulls, uh, Ocean State Waves, and Rhode yeah. Island. Um, so they entered that league, and that was a lot. That was a lot better competition. You know, there's a lot of like SEC guys, ACC guys. Um, so that was like a big kind of spot where I think there was a lot more exposure. Um, and I had a pretty good summer there. And um, so I guess that's kind of what the exposure part where that led to. Right. And and we talked about the COVID year a little bit, your senior year. Um, that year, the MLB draft was cut down to five rounds. And uh, yeah. you were on pace for another tremendous season at Wheaton, you know, batting 406, um, along with a homer, 10 RBIs. Like you were on pace again to have another great season like you've been having over at Wheaton. But what was that signing process kind of like for you? And how did you get on St. Louis's uh, radar to kind of get that yeah. MLB roster spot? Yeah, it's funny. So I, I talked to a couple of scouts from a couple of different teams, but I never talked to the Cardinals. And my college coach said, you know, I reached out to a couple of like, people I know. Um, you know, if you hear anything, let me know. And um, I didn't really hear too much. So after I'll, – I'll bring it back. So after the COVID season, I didn't know, like, what I was going to really do. I was like – and my parents were like, you know, if you want to play another year, go back and play one more year. You know, kind of – you got the rest of your life to work type of thing. Um, so I was going to go back to Wheaton for one more year and just play um, one more season. Um, and then I was sitting on my couch. I think it was like, I want to say mid June, I think late June. And I got a call from a Buffalo, New York number. And I was like, oh man, I don't, I was, I almost didn't pick up the phone. I was like, all right, I'll pick up the phone. And I was like, hello. And it was, it was a scout from the Cardinals long story short. And um, he was asking if I would sign as a free agent. And it was like, I was done playing baseball for a while and I was kind of like thrown off and I was like, Oh, I don't really know if I would. So I, I, that's what I said to him. I don't know why I would ever say that, but um, so I get off the phone and, you know, I tell my college coach, he's like, why would you tell him that? You better call him back and tell him he would. Um, yeah. So I called him right back immediately. And uh, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd sign as a free agent. Um, if there was an opportunity there. And then um, he's like, all right, thanks for the call back. And, uh, and then he ended up calling me a couple months later or a couple weeks later and, you know, talked again and then by the time it came, it was like the signing time. Nothing was like definite. He called me in the morning. It was kind of like up in the air. And um, he ended up calling me at like, almost, I was going to bed. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And uh, he called me with an offer. And I was like, absolutely. I was, I was ecstatic. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And again, like you said, you're kind of like late night when you got that uh, that last call. But once everything kind of came to fruition, you know, signing day comes. Like, you know, what's going through your head after all the things you accomplished? I don't really like I was just kind of not like shocked but I was just I was just so grateful honestly like I was just so happy that um like I was at my mom's that day and we got to celebrate with everyone there and then call my grandparents and then call my girlfriend call my dad and it was just like when that happened I was just like it was just like telling everyone the news around me was just like that was that's what made it for me it wasn't even like I was yes happy for myself, but I was just, I was just so happy to like share the news with people and like people that have like like I said sacrificed so much for me and that was kind of what was going through my head. And then once I kind of like it didn't even seem real, I guess for like a couple weeks, like a maybe a couple of days. And then after that, I just kind of sunk in. And I was just like it was during COVID, so I didn't really know what to expect. Like if there was going to be a season, and there ended up not being. But I just got back to work. I just started hitting again. Um, I was catching a lot of my buddies' bullpens who were kind of in the same process. Um, so I was just, like, kind of back to work and just, like, waiting for the next call to, I don't know, if I was going to go to Florida or whatever. Nothing ended up happening that year, but uh, I was just kind of ready for whatever would have happened in that case. Yeah, and then once COVID kind of calmed down, you know, like, correct me if I'm wrong, you started with Springfield at the AA yeah. level. 
And then, yeah. um, like, kind of what was your, like, first taste of professional baseball? Like, that welcome to, like, the big leagues kind of moment for you? Yeah, so my it was, like, after my first spring training, they told me I was going to double A, um, which was kind of, like, rare for, like, a free agent sign like myself. So my first year, I didn't really play that much. I was playing, like, once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, and so that was kind of, like, it was just – it was a grind in itself. And I never really knew what to expect, like, pro ball. You know, you're playing pretty much every day, six days a week. Um, you know, the talent level from, you know, division three to the double A was kind of like eye opening to me at first, like, you know, and then after a year of off, I was like, all right, like, here we go. You better, um, <laughs> better find a way to get better quick. Um, but, um, no, I was just like all my preparation. I felt like through the, throughout that year of kind of nothing going on and still working at it, helped me out in a good sense. And I wasn't feeling like I was in over my head. It was just kind of like, all right, like I've worked hard to this point, just kind of go out there and, you know, compete and do what you do. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, pro ball is it's just very different. You know, it's, it's a different animal. It's, it's a grind. You know, you're playing every day. Um, you're at the field for, I don't know, 10, 12 hours a day. Um, you know, you wake up and you do it again, but you gotta love baseball to do it. And so that was kind of, yeah, that was the first taste was double a Springfield. Yeah. Can you think of, um, like a memorable game, memorable moment throughout those three years spent with Springfield? Um, yeah, I would say my first hit, I think that was in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. That was pretty cool. Um, that was like my first professional hit. I thought that was pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, I remember that one. My, uh, my grandpa's got that ball. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, like you said, spent, well, like I, like I said, spent three years there at, um, in Springfield, most recently just called up the triple A's with uh, the Redbirds in Memphis, you know, so again, kind of just describe those last three years, like the ups and downs you had throughout it. And, uh, you know, what it was like most recently to be called up to triple A. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, I spent all of 21 in Springfield and then last year, all of 22 in Springfield. Um, and then I started there again this year and I just got called to triple A a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I look back the last two years and it's just like, just kind of grinding every day and just trying to be the same guy every day and just show up to the ballpark with, you know, like it's just be grateful to put on, put on a uniform and, you know, be able to work hard. And um, in the last two years, honestly, like it's just building relationship with people I've met. Um, you know, some of my best friends now are people I've met two years ago in Springfield that I still talk to every day now and kind of, you know, people that are like in the trenches with you every day, you know, um, they're going through the same stuff you're going through you're just trying to keep climbing a ladder every day and just trying to get better and better. And um, yeah. So the, I guess when I look back at the first two years of pro ball, that's what I would kind of really look at the most. It's just like finding people who have the same interests as you and just like people you become, you know, brothers with and just trying to climb the ladder every day and just kind of get better and better. And uh, yeah. So, and then from, from the standpoint of like the grind of it all, like looking back, it's like, you know, there's going to be days where you fail and that's, I mean, that's part of baseball, but it's like in pro ball, it's like how quick can you kind of get yourself out of it? You know, are you going to like let yesterday come into today and like affect how you play? Or are you just going to try to take it at bat by at bat and pitch by pitch? And, um, you know, that's kind of where I feel like the, some of the best guys I've met that I've played with who are now in the big leagues, like they're just, you know, like they don't, obviously some stuff's going to get to them, but it's just like, keep going. Can you keep going? Like even on your, worst days when you don't feel too good and like you know things aren't going your way it's like can you find a way to overcome it can you you know just keep going like I said you know you just gotta keep grinding and just keep going as long as you can and you know at the end of the day I think that really pays off and it's 
that's helped a lot. That's helped me a lot too. It's just trying to keep that mindset of like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Like for sure. And, and like we both said, you know, last few weeks, like this is just recently now with, with triple I mean, what have, what have these last few weeks been like for you now at this level? Yeah. The, the last few weeks, they've been good. Um, you know, just seeing a lot of new faces, um, trying to get to know the pitchers. Um, I haven't played too much in triple A yet, but, um, I'm just waiting for an opportunity and whenever the opportunity comes, I'll be ready. Um, but it, I mean, it's just, it's cool. Cause you see guys that you've come up with. Like I play with a lot of guys from Springfield who are now up here, There's some guys in the big leagues and some guys who are up and down. So you kind of see guys you played with and, you know, same thing. You're just trying to adjust and just trying to honestly try to make it feel like it's like, you're just a little kid again, you know, a trip where it's triple mm-hmm. a big leagues, double a, you know, it's a job, but got to try to find a way to, make it feel like it it's not sometimes <laughs> yeah and we talked about a little bit too at the beginning um just kind of like your overall thoughts on, on what it means to you to be a professional athlete i mean since four years now leaving college almost i mean you look up to these guys growing up um and again coming from a small state like like us in rhode island um just kind of like what it means to you at the end of the day to see like where everything has brought you yeah i would definitely say it's I would definitely say it's cool. And I, I would definitely just say like, I'm just really grateful for like every experience I've had. You know, like I said, I never really pictured myself to this point. It's just kind of been like each day, how can I get myself up and just kind of get better? And I guess like stacking brick by brick has kind of led me to this point. And, you know, I don't think this is the end for me. So I'm just trying to keep stacking those bricks as long as I can. And um, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like each day that I'm able to just go to the ballpark and, you know, have an opportunity to get better and just live it day by day. I kind of feel like that's where I just kind of look back the most and just, just grateful for that opportunity and just grateful to be in the position that I'm at. Yeah. And, and your message, not only to D three athletes, but all college athletes in general, you know, who are trying to reach the same goals as you were. I mean, because of someone like you, I mean, you didn't go to a powerhouse school coming out of high school, going to a D three program, but now you're at the pro level. So you, your kind of message to, like I said, not only D3 athletes, but just college athletes like in general. Yeah, I would say, you know, just just keep getting better. Do everything you can to just try to get an edge on someone, you know. And more than that, try to get an edge on yourself, you know. Try to, like, just try to be better than you were yesterday. It doesn't always have to be, like, like I'm going to do this and you're going to get 100 times better in one day. It's not really how it's going to happen, you know. It's just you can get, like, 1% better every day, half a percent better every day, quarter percent better every day. It's just kind of what can you do to just be better than you were yesterday? And if you put those days together long enough, I think that it'll turn out. And, you know, like, it doesn't always have to be like, I would say like, it doesn't always have to be like end game. Like my goal was to be a professional player because that wasn't my goal, you know? And I've had friends, I would say teammates that I've been around and they're like, Oh, my goal is to play pro. My goal is to play pro. And they kind of lost their why, you know, like, why am I doing this? And I like looking back, I'm grateful that wasn't my reason. I mean, there's some guys that that's their reason. I want to be a professional. It it works for them. And there's probably a million big leaguers like that. But for me, it just wasn't, wasn't it. And it's just like, just find your why, you know, find why you want to keep getting better and why you want that to be your goal. And um, if you find your why, I feel like you kind of find your purpose of why you want to get up every day and work because at the end of the day, like just kind of, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't even have to do with baseball. It could just be whatever it is in life, you know, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to pursue that? And it's just, if you, if you want to achieve anything, it just starts off with a little brick and just try to stack them on top of each other as best you can. 
Yeah, and, and for someone like me, like I want to pursue like broadcasting and stuff like that. So I kind of tell people the same thing that want to get into that field. Like uh, they ask me like how to get into it, this, this, that. I kind of tell people the same thing you said, like find a why and find a purpose for what you're right. doing, you know? So right. I think that's pretty right. cool. And Yeah, it is cool. And that's why I love baseball so much because it's like baseball is so similar to life in my opinion because it's just, you know, you fail seven out of <laughs> you fail seven out of 10 times, you're really good in baseball. So it's like, you're going to fail in life no matter what, but it's just like, can you just pick yourself up and keep going, you know? And that's like, like you said, with anything and like you have passion for broadcasting, I think that's super cool. And, you know, yeah. What's your why? And, you know, you putting stuff out and finding reasons to keep going and just, you know, and enjoying it. And that's the biggest thing. If you enjoy it and you work hard at it, I think no matter what you do in life, you'll, you'll be in a good position. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think everything too, like kind of attest to what you said. Everything's about like reps. Like everything is a rep. Yeah. Like this is a rep yeah. for me. Um, you know, for you every single day, like when you get up and do that, it's another rep. It's 1% better every day. So I think that's the coolest yeah. thing for me to get out of like professional athletes and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Like like I said, it's not it's not always going to be glamorous and you're going to have your bad days for sure. But, um, you know, it's just trying to be the same guy every day and not letting something, you know, negative affect your tomorrow or anything like that. Um, you know, like I said, there's going to be in baseball and in life, there'll be a week where you're struggling. There'll be two weeks where you're struggling. There'll be a month. Um, you know, it's just keep working at it and keep on the grindstone and hopefully it'll turn over. And, you know, if you have faith that it will, and you have faith in everything that you prepare for and work hard for, I feel like that, uh, you're always in a good position. There was this one quote that I always try to remind myself of. It's like, um, preparation eliminates fear. And I mean, and that's in baseball. I really kind of use it as, but same thing with anything else. If you're like prepared for a situation, you know, you're, you're ready to go versus, you know, you're kind of like swimming in over your head about whether it doesn't really matter about baseball it's just kind of about life and you know if you prepare for it you'll be all right yeah for sure and, and nick i again like i said at the beginning i appreciate the time if you take in to come on the podcast um I've, I've been starting to do this little speed round thing before i cap off every show so um for you i'll start off with uh who's your favorite athlete growing up and why uh my favorite athlete growing up was definitely uh dustin pedroia for the red sox second baseman i just always loved the way he played played the game hard um he was just always like diving for balls, playing hard. So I always appreciated that. And uh, I feel like I always looked up to him. Yeah. And for you, your dream stadium to play in one day. Ah, uh, I mean, definitely Fenway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been to a bunch of games and uh, yeah, it's definitely the the dream to play in Fenway. And so far, what has been like the coolest stadium you've played in? Um, Coolest stadium I've played in. I'll probably say um this ain't really a speed round i'm kind of delaying no, it's all uh, right. probably say uh wichita there's a field in wichita um uh, riverfront stadium it's pretty new played there in double a was pretty solid nice and lastly if you've had any interaction with a professional athlete who was it you know describe like what that interaction was like and how you felt afterwards too um yeah so i mean th during spring training this year there was a we were all in like a, a hitters meeting and uh Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt were kind of talking through some things. And for me, that was just like a, like an awe moment. Um, like two of the best in the, the whole, the whole world talking about like their approach and hitting. And it was just like kind of one of those moments where like, I'll never forget that. And it was just like, and two, like, like I was there, you know, like I'm not that far away from being that next level. So I thought, I mean, that was a moment I'll never forget. And it was just super cool to hear two of the best talk about, you know, their process and everything like that. So that was awesome.
Yeah, that's awesome. And again, like I said, I appreciate the time, Nick. Lastly, just to kind of cap everything off, what do you think of uh, Cam's Corner and who might you want to see as a future guest uh, in the future? Oh, man. No, Cam, that was, this was awesome. I'm glad. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, hope you, you know, just keep going with this and, you know, do awesome things. It's, it's cool. Um, future guest, huh? <laughs> um, let's see. If you could get um, one of my buddies, Tom Pannone. I don't know if you know who it is. He's a bit, he, uh, He's from Cranston. He went to Bishop Hendrickson. He's a pitcher. Um, I think he's with the Brewers right now in AAA. Um, he spent a couple of years in the big leagues with uh, the Blue Jays, and he went overseas and pitched. Uh, Tom Pannone, he's um, someone I've always looked up to and a really good friend to me, so he's a good dude. Yeah, definitely always trying to talk to these Rhode Island guys because uh, yeah. sometimes people don't even know like you know where they're at and or where they've started, <laughs> so um, yeah. it's kind of cool to shine light on their careers and things like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely absolutely. be in touch and – yeah, I definitely want to get his contact to talk to him as well. But uh, All right, cool. Yeah, uh, Nick, again, like I said, I appreciate it. Um, I'll be in contact with you, and uh, good luck with everything the rest of the way this season. All right, Cam, absolutely. Good luck to you too. Thanks, man.